Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pod on Your Loons. I'm Justin. Pod on Your Loons, this is Sam. Pod on Your Loons, this is James. Pod on Your Loons, this is Doomsday Jeremy. Doomsday Jeremy back for like the first time since August, September. What has it been, man? It's been a long time, man. A wild and crazy ride since the last time I've been on this podcast. So uh, good. To, it's good to be back, though. It's good to... You know, not going to talk much loons, I guess, today, but uh, still good to be back. There's not a lot of loons to talk about. So just listeners, just hear us out. We're going to spend, we have a few like little loons tidbits. Some of them are remotely interesting, whatever. And then we're going <laughs> to spend the rest of the episode talking about Euro 2020. It's 2020, not 2021, because they already printed those t-shirts. We're going to talk about Euro 2020. We have a little draft that we're going to do. We're going to actually draft on the air. We're going to draft our teams in kind of a pick em pool. It's going to be kind of fun. That's why we have Doomsday Jeremy, the fantasy NFL guru from the My Franchise Fantasy Football Podcast. He is on. Jeremy, be honest. How many, you know, and this is early June right now. How many drafts have you done so far this year? Uh, let's see. I think I have completed, uh, I've completed 10, I believe, and I'm in four more right now. So I'm at about 14 right now. So I'm about halfway done. So this is lucky number 15. Psyched to have you here. (laughs) Number 15. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on one. I think we're all in the same draft except Justin. Yes, we we are the draft that never ends. It's the longest fantasy draft in the history of fantasy drafts. Yes. Oh, I didn't even realize that was still going. Okay. <laughs> it's your pick. That's why. <laughs> no, it's not. I picked last night, I think. I don't know. I'm like, I've turned into like the taco of fantasy football. So let's hope I'm not the taco today. Let's get into some fan. Oh, not fantasy football news. Oh, my God. This isn't the My Franchise podcast. This is Pod on You Loons. Let's get into some Minnesota United Loons. Um, James or Justin, why don't you guys want to take this so I can stop talking? Sure. We want a little bit of a clarification based on what we reported uh, last week. Last week. Callum Montgomery's loan, uh, we reported that he was going to the CPL, uh, but he is, uh, he is not. He's actually expected to be loaned to San Diego Loyal. Uh, Minnesota's 11 reported on Twitter. If true, he will join former loons Miguel Ibarra and Colin Martin at the Loyal. So good luck to him. Yeah, good luck, Callum Montgomery. What about the next one, James? Does it hurt a little bit? No. Uh, Foster Langsdorf is uh, loaned to the Tampa Bay Rowdies, uh, which I think is a perfectly fine move when you're like the fourth striker and the depth chart. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with uh, I'm perfectly fine with this move. James, I want to know if you're getting a jersey. Uh, I think you might want to. They are hideous in my opinion, but hey, it'd be a nice little keepsake for your boy Foster. T- Tampa, but, all right, let me uh, let me look up this while you guys uh, do some do some more. Oh, I, I got a link in the I got a link in the notes. He just didn't want to say Nabi Kimanguchi because. Nabby is on his way to play for Sacramento. Two appearances in his first week with the club. Yeah, there's a great there's a great clip that he shared on his uh, Twitter account uh, in Sacramento. Shared on their account as well of him having a great 
kind of bailing out his goalie moment. The goalie takes a bad approach to a, a one-on-one situation. And Nabby just kind of zooms in there at the end and gets a clearance. It's pretty fun. So so watch it if you get a chance, folks. Also, yes, fun- that jersey is horrible. Hideous. Those are quality, beautiful colors in that jersey. I think that you would be doing yourself a disservice if you did not get yourself a Tampa Bay Rowdies jersey. James, I figured you could you could spend ninety five bucks on a jersey after all the uh, the jerseys you bought last week from China. <laughs> yeah, I mean that jersey looks about on par with that awful. Uh, what is it? Timbers one. I think this is better than the Timbers one. Timbers <laughs> well, everything's one. better than the Timbers one. <laughs> Timbers one is garbage. Jeremy, paint us a word picture. What is this Tampa Bay Rowdies jersey? What does it look like? Well, it's it's got the the beautiful green and gold stripes, and already it, good. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's got the nice Tampa Bay Rowdies shield. I think on the on the breastplate there, so. I mean, how can you go wrong? I mean, it's it's just one of those things where it just looks like James should be wearing it. And it's Langsdorf. I mean, all I hear about, you know, is a guy who, you know, is just, <laughs> just trying to learn about learn about loon soccer. Like I just assumed Langsdorf was one of our one of our top players since, you know, James can't stop talking about him. So I, I think I mean well, it's hard rock cafe. Come on. That's the part that kind of sends me over the edge because I get like Kind of PTSD because when I was a kid, you weren't cool unless you went on vacation and bought a Hard Rock Cafe shirt from the place you went. So I had so many of those uncomfortable shirts in my collection because I felt like I needed to like prove something. So that was that was kind of the tipping point for me. I mean, you know, at one point, just uh, at one point, Justin and Jeremy and everyone, he was our top striker. You know, so that was, <laughs> that was the reason we talked about him a lot. And then he's slowly gone all the way down the depth chart. And now he's on loan. I think he'll do good things. I hope he does good things. And they're top, they're top of the conference so far. So their five-point lead, it's going well. Well, and they're from Tampa Bay, so you know they're going to win the title. So, Yeah, I'm sure Tom Brady will like play goal or something. Yeah. Well, a player that's not on loan, Dane St. Clair, called up for Canada's World Cup qualifiers, making his debut against Aruba on Saturday. Canada wins seven to zero, and Aruba had zero shots. So, some hard, debut hard for James St. Clair. That's, that's that's a tough day, folks. When you, when your team has twenty three shots and the other one, your opponent has zero. So I I don't know. I guess Dane St. Clair did about as good as I would have in this situation. So, so given given that, had they just not played a goalie. Does that mean the score still probably would have been seven to nothing? Yeah, I don't know how much he played it out of the back, how many <laughs> passes he got. I don't know. But I'm guessing they still would have won. <laughs> well, I mean, in three games in their qualifiers, Canada has scored 23 goals in three games and let in one. Canada's really good. Like, they got a lot of good players in their team. I don't, I think we're better still. Right, but that's really cool for North American soccer that Canada's legit. Alfonso Davies scored. Yeah, we should just be able to have Alfonso. Yeah, we should just have him. Come on, I mean Canada's basically just—it's basically Minnesota. It's basically Minnesota. Minnesota plus. 
It's Minnesota, but even colder. Are we really like sitting here talking up Canada after they beat Aruba? Like, is that what's happening right now? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, it's no, uh, it's no three-two over Mexico, but right, it is no three-two over Mexico. So, Concacaf Nations League final, whatever that means. We got there by a very lackluster win over Honduras in the semifinal. 1-0, thanks to an 89th-minute goal. I didn't watch it, but I heard it was about as boring as that draw. We watched Minnesota United play against Real Salt Lake about a week ago. It was probably worse than that, honestly. Well, United States men's national team, the inaugural Nations League champions, thanks to a 3-2 win over Mexico in Denver, Colorado. I did not watch the game, but someone who did, Justin, tell yeah, us about it, it, man. How did uh, that go? It was super fun. Uh, it didn't start off great. Uh, we had a, a big defensive snafu in the first minute and coughed up a goal right away. So that was rough. You know, not a great way to start things. Uh, then we, I think, I, I can't remember when it was, maybe like 30th, 40th minute, we give up a second goal, but it turns out it's, it's an offside. So we, we get a little, catch a little break there in that moment. But then we start to kind of find some rhythm, find some play. It ends up going 2-2 at full time um, to have us go into extra time where the real magic starts to happen. Uh, before that, before I talk about that, there was a really rough moment in the 68th minute. Uh, Man City's own Zach Steffen and leaves the game with a with a, a non-contact knee injury, which I know Jeremy knows that those aren't good. Hopefully he's doing okay. A uh, rough moment to lose lose a Premier League kicker. Or kicker. A, a Premier League goal. <laughs> yeah, kick, essentially, right? A Premier yeah. League I'm thinking football, uh, Premier League goalkeeper. But, you know, Ethan Horvath's in the reins, ready to jump on in. Ethan Horvath of Club Bruges, which, what, Le James, where is that? Is that, that in? That's Belgium. Is that Belgium? I don't yeah. know. That's, it's, a, that's uh, a big club. club is it? Uh, club Bruja. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad, James. It's all good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so extra time happens. There's a there's a, a, a play where Polisic falls down in the box. VAR comes out and it comes out in our favor. There's a penalty that happens. Polisic scores the penalty. A beautiful kick, Sam. I don't know if you saw that clip or not. Beautiful penalty shot. He immediately takes his shirt off, runs to the Mexico fans in the stands, and puts his hand up and does the shush to them because they've been just talking smack the entire game. And the, the everyone celebrating proceeds to get pelted with trash. So if you haven't seen these clips, you got to watch them. The fans are wild. Yeah, I heard, Gio, I heard it was a dramatic affair. Gio Reyna get, got hit in the face and the trainer had to come check on him to make sure he was okay after this, this interaction. That was in the 114th minute. So we're getting down to the wire. Extra time is almost over. In the 118th minute, there's another questionable play. Mexico thinks it's a handball. VAR checks it out. Turns out it is a handball. If you watch it, it's another one of those, like, what the hell is he supposed to do moments? Uh, but it's a handball. Penalty kick. Horvath, the guy that came on in relief at goalkeeper, gets a huge save. It's an unreal moment. The crowd goes wild. 
and we end up winning the game three to two. Uh, just a, just a really cool moment. I think the, the Ian Horvath bit is a really good, really good story. He's a Colorado native, number one. So he's making his first ever, this is his first ever like competitive appearance that matters. So he's been in six games, but this is the first non-friendly he's started or played it, not even started, right? Just played it in general. Comes out 25 years old, makes this big play, gets man of the match. Uh, just a fun story. It, you know, he doesn't have a contract. They talked about that, that he doesn't have a contract for next year. You know, a big moment like this, it'd be interesting to see if he has a con if he doesn't have a contract for much longer. So really fun story and just a really fun win for the team after some lackluster performances lately. There, there is one thing to add to that, by the way. You said it's uh, in the notes. It's the fourth minute of stoppage time. So that's like actually the 124th minute. That's like even <laughs> yeah. after the 120 minutes is up. Well, because the, the VAR though, right? So the, the foul actually happens, you know, at the 118th minute. And then they just sit there and they wait forever. You know, like obviously like VAR, VAR happens, right? It was, it was wild, a wild finish that I stayed up for. And I was not upset going to bed at 11 o'clock last night. Yeah, I wish I would have had that in me. I, when I saw the first goal went in and I, I was especially tired. And when I saw the first goal went in, I was like, uh, okay. It's probably not a bad thing that I'm not watching this game. And then, of course, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I missed a good one. But thankfully, Justin was there watching it. Well, not not there, but Justin was on his couch watching it and was able to tell us all about it. So do you know how many appearances he made in goal last season for Club Bruja? All of Four. them? Four. Oh, yeah. so he's he's like he's their, not he's even, their backup, too. He's not even their first choice goalie either. Well, I would I would not be surprised if he's, you know, I don't know, MLS maybe, like someone takes this moment, like look at he just had this big moment on the on the grand stage, like I think he'll get a nice contract somewhere. He was named man of the match. So for him? Oh yeah, everyone was everyone was loving him up. So including Zach Steffen on his bum knee. <laughs> uh fun fact though, uh so this I, I read about this on Reddit. Allianz Field is actually going to be is, is rumored to be one of three finalists for our World Cup qualifier match 2020. Like the when we do our World Cup qualifiers, it's starting in November. We're one of the three three stadiums that might host the next time that we play. Or I guess it's not the next time we play Mexico, but it's we might host a big game against Mexico to qualify for the World Cup. Or fingers crossed, Aruba. <laughs> I don't want Aruba. That's yeah. They almost got a shot on goal against Canada. We can't handle them. <laughs> Just a few right. more notes to wrap things off before we get to our main event today. The Copa America, for those who are interested, kicks off on June 13th. This episode is going to focus more on the Euros. Well, it's going to focus entirely on the Euros, but. The Copa America is sweet. I wish the USA, Mexico, I wish the CONCACAF teams were in every year because 2016 was awesome. Forward Madison update. This is the first loss I have to report of the year. They lost 2-1 at home to Union Omaha, but Minneapolis City keeps it rolling with a win on Saturday against Med City FC out of Rochester. Guys, now it's time for the main event of this episode. We have our Euro 2020 Pick'em Draft. Here is how it goes. So this originates, so Doomsday Jeremy and I, we were roommates for three years back in the day. 
my my how I met your mother years. Jeremy was my roommate. And we had this really fun game that we played one year where we had a list of all the teams in the World Cup and we we took turns drafting them. And I think my my now wife was in on this draft. I forget if someone else was in on the draft as well, but basically just snake style. We would draft the teams and we had a scoring system to see who won at the end of the World Cup. So here's how it's going to work for Euro 2020. There are 24 countries in the Euros, four of us. So we each draft six countries, snake style. And the draft order is going to be determined via random draw. So we're going to do that on air. And I should have planned how ahead of time. I'll think of something. Don't worry, guys. So random draw to determine draft order. Once we have our teams, we're each going to have six teams. And as the Euros progress, we will get three points for each win by one of our teams. And then, of course, during the group stage, we will get one point for each draw. But here's where it gets interesting. Points are going to multiply with every round following the group stage. So the round of 16 will multiply by two. For a total of six points per win. The quarterfinals will multiply by three for a quarter of nine points per win. Semifinals by four for 12 points per win. For the final, we will multiply by five for a total of 15 points. Now, guys, let's get to the draft. One of you, I am guessing James, because he's kind of a resourceful guy and he looked like he was he looked like he was typing there. I'm going to just type in all of our names and we are going to do a little bit of a draft. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Yep. It's almost like I've used randomizers before. I'm just I'm <laughs> more wondering about the fact that me and Jay, me and uh Justin were just called not resourceful, I feel like. I feel like that that just happened. <laughs> I don't no, think it's no, not resourceful, it's, right? It's just no, not less, as resourceful. Okay. Happens. I see. It's not a zero to hero style <laughs> thing. But let's get into it. Here is the draw. Pick number one goes to Jeremy. Uh, Doomsday Jeremy is pick number I did not one. Want, I did not want Great. one. <laughs> There's some Jer- good choices yeah. up there, Jeremy. So Jeremy being the fantasy draft guru probably has all these strategies and stuff. I did. I yeah, <laughs> I I think that uh, you got to look at the opening round points. Um, some of the favorites are stacked in a group, and it's possible yeah. that you're going to lose some points for them. And you kind of got to look at the easier sort of draws, though their group is a little tough. I also have to go with more of a personal favorite, so I'm going to go with Belgium. Well, okay, I'll put Belgium down for you, but I didn't mean you start picking right right this minute, but. Let's go right into it. <laughs> really Let's go. Well, I, I personally, Jeremy, I wanted you to tell us your strategy for the later spots, but pick number I wish, two. I wish an NBA team, like, you know how they do like the whole ceremony where they, they do the ping pong balls in the moment the team gets the first pick. They're like, we're taking this guy. Like, yeah. just don't even mess with it. We're good, man. We're ready. Yeah, Jeremy, we're still doing the ping pong balls. I thought you, you know were doing what? like let's, this, let's, like, let's, you know, slow reveal type thing. I, you know, sorry. <laughs> let's do it. You know what? 
We're live, okay? We're live. James, you have the second pick. Who's your pick? Uh, well, uh, looking at the options and who's favorite, I'm picking England. Like this. <laughs> surprise, surprise, yeah. surprise. All right. With the third pick, it is me, and I will just go on the spot like we have been, and I'm taking France, which means, Risky. Justin, you have Ugh. the fourth pick. Okay. I'm the fifth pick. Yeah, you right. get you get the fifth pick too. So I know, but I did, I wanted one of those three teams, man. Those were those are the three teams. I mean, okay. the defending champion still on the board. I mean, there's a lot there, man. Mm. There's like three Chelsea players on Germany. There's a lot there. I mean, there, I got two teams that are in the same the same group. Like you know, like there's there's this is oh man. All right, let's see who's got. Oh no. Let's see. Tilting oh, already. <laughs> this is a tough pick. I can't, I can't. You guys have the easy ones to make. I thought we were going to do the draft and then I was going to have time to think about it while I waited for everybody to make their picks. But now I got to just <laughs> give me a moment. That That's fine. That's fine. So we'll give Justin a little bit time to wait because I actually, I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about. So first of all, does anyone here have a dog in this fight, right? Like, obviously, James. James is born in England. He's he's English. He wants England to win. Football's coming home. Anyone else here have a dog in this fight? I mean, I don't know that I really have a dog in the fight, but Belgium has always been, like, that team that they haven't done it in a long time, and, like... They keep getting close and just falling short. So I always root for teams like that. Like, I'm just, I don't want Germany to win. I don't want Poland to win. I don't want France to win. Like, I would love it if England, I almost picked England just to piss James off. Well, to be honest, if you'd picked England, I would have picked Belgium. So it was like, it was, it was going to be one or the other. But no, I mean, it's really, and it's really interesting living here. I'm just going to give Justin some time to think about this white of worse. It's really interesting. So the Netherlands uh, made the Euros, but didn't make the World Cup or the Euros before this. Uh, so it's the first time in like three attempts that they've made a major tournament. And you really notice the difference. Like uh, three years ago in the World Cup, there wasn't really anything going on. There were a few flags and like some, some you know, seeing some countries everywhere. But you didn't really see anything. Whereas now, like, everything is orange, like, everywhere. There's just orange in all the stores. There's, like, flags everywhere. People's, like, front windows is all orange. Like, it's really, like, full on. There's even ads about how orange it is, right? So it's really interesting to see the, uh, the difference and how, uh, how excited people get in this country for, uh, for yeah, seeing some, uh, seeing some football. You want a bit more time, Justin, or you? <laughs> no, I got, my, I got the picture in. What What is it, Justin? All right. With the fourth pick yeah. in the first round of the Euros draft, the passionate resonator selects <laughs> Italy from Italy. Southern Europe? <laughs> Old choice. My, with the fifth pick in the Euros draft, the passionate resonator select Spain. From Good Spain. Choice. Good choice. Boom. It, like those are two big countries for Justin to just get on the wraparound. Like that's pretty sweet. Like Jeremy's not going to have that. 
Jeremy's going to end up getting like Germany Sweden or something. <laughs> North Macedonia next. All right. So we briefly lost Jeremy, but he is back. So Justin got Spain or sorry. He first took Italy and then he took Spain in the wraparound. Now it is my turn. I took France, the defending World Cup champions, with my first pick. And now I'm I'm a little bit torn between two. And so just we talked about earlier who has a dog in this fight. I am cheering for England. I learned to enjoy soccer when I was in England, and I always cheer for England because of that. But my heritage is Germany. And I am going to go with Germany. It was spicy. Spicy but picks, Sam. They have, they have three Chelsea players on their team, and I'm excited about that. So I have N'Golo Kante and Giroud with my first pick, and now I have Timo Werner, I have Kai Havertz, and I have Antonio Rudiger with my second pick. So Hey, how bummed are you going to be when Timo Werner misses a goal that's wide open? You know what? <laughs> Screw you, because he is just, he's so pacey that he's just wrecking havoc on defenses. I'm not going to be worried about it at all. James, who do you got with your second pick? Yeah, so that group F is horrible. That's just a horrible, just a horrible group to pick out of. Oh, shoot. I just picked two from group F. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I did not pick Portugal either, because I was like, Group F is, I want to stay away from that group. <laughs> well, and I almost took Portugal. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, use my second pick to actually also double up in a group uh, and pick the uh, World Cup finalists in uh, Croatia. Ooh, I like that pick. I was hoping they'd be available eight picks from now. <laughs> <laughs> Bold. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and I'll log into the 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 group of death and I'll take Portugal. Eighth pick. That's kind of a steal. You can't count them out. And now this is my, you know, James was worrying me a little bit because he was talking about the Netherlands and and uh all of all the different things with them. But they also have one of the easiest draws in this tournament in terms of like getting to essentially maybe even the final four. So I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to take the Netherlands with my third pick. Ooh, nice pick. Nice pick, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plus, Jeremy, you really like orange. I know this about you from living. I do really like orange. That is a true statement. <laughs> I was actually hoping they would still be there. Um so I'm I'm glad that I didn't also spend the time that Justin was thinking about it, talking about how the four people, the four clubs in the World Cup semifinals are all in here. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I might have lost Croatia as well. Ooh, this is difficult. Um, yeah, you start to get to like some uh, some interesting looking teams out there. Um, I think I think the safer bet. Right now, with my third pick, I think I'm going to pick Switzerland. Not overly confident, but uh, I'm also starting to look a little thinner on the ground. Well, and it is your third pick. And every year there are the fun teams that people like. For For the past several years, Belgium has been an easy team to cheer for because 
They're in the middle of a golden generation. They're performing very well for a country their size. And to see a country like Switzerland, which in, in terms of the Euros is a smaller country, to see a country like Switzerland be ranked so high in the world right now is going to make them a fun team to cheer for, a fun team to watch throughout this competition. And along those same lines, I am taking Denmark, another team that just smaller country, but they have a nice squad right now. They have another Chelsea player in Andreas Christensen. So I have three teams that I'll have Chelsea players playing for them. Justin, who do you got? I'm gonna I'm gonna make two picks that I'm looking at this 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 group E and I'm looking at this group that's pretty, you know, it's like it's pretty much an open race for that second spot. So I'm gonna take Sweden and Poland. I figured one of those two clubs are gonna be the ones that advance. So Sweden and Poland. So and plus you've got, go you've got Spain and Sweden and Poland. Oh yeah. I'm getting two two of the three are making it, buddy. Two of the three are making it. Uh, but also, I, I think you know. I think uh, you know. There's Cliche, one of my boys from from Leeds United, is is a great player for Poland. I got some Swedish Swedish heritage. You know, these are kind of some teams that I want to cheer for anyway. So I'm going to pick some teams that I I'd want to watch, and uh, I don't want to pick Wales. So that's why too. So I I just. Part of me really wants to take Slovakia right now because Jan Gregish is our guy and he's also in group E and he's going to shock the world and make sure that at least one of Justin's teams doesn't make it out of the group stage. <laughs> but I'm going to, you know, wait on that pick. I'm going to hope that he comes around to me. And you know what? I'll take Wales. I know that Wales doesn't have any Chelsea players on their team right now, but Gareth Bale, he always ranks playing for Wales above Real Madrid. And I think, right, he ranks Wales above golf, too, right? It's Wales, golf, Real Madrid. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Right. So I'll take Wales. That would be sweet. So Jeremy was kicked out again. And I was just talking about how... Did I miss James stealing my pick? Were you no, we were you still there when I picked Wales, Jeremy? I, I was there when you picked Wales. I yeah. was worried. I'm worried about James here. He's so. Uh, what uh, what I'm thinking is, I see I see Belgium in Group B, I see Denmark in Group B, and I'm just trying to work out if Denmark did any good at the last World Cup. Uh, they weren't even. Oh, they lost to Croatia. Perfect. Um, I'm. Looking at Russia, and I'm thinking that Russia is an absolute steal all the way down there. Uh, so, considering they went pretty far in uh, the last World Cup, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be drafting Russia. Oh, you! N- not only did you leave my pick for me, but you also made me have to make a decision on my next one. So, I might be the guy needing some filler taken. But you left my for sure. Because this, I have this as one of my higher-rated teams in the tournament, actually. Um, so the first pick I'm going to make is Turkey. I think that they got a nice draw in their group, and I think that they um, have a really good chance. Just kind of like the Netherlands, they have like maybe an easier path to getting into that second round than some other teams. Oh, my fifth pick. Wait, what, know- wait, you think Turkey has a good draw like that with with Italy, Switzerland, and Wales? Okay. 
Okay, yeah. Jerry. Hey, we, we, we've all got one in Group A. We're all equally invested in Group A. Also, Turkey play first, boys, Friday. I do think it's a good draw. I, I don't think that, um, you know, they don't have any, I mean, Italy, obviously. So it's, there's a good chance that Turkey's going to finish second in the group, I think. And if they do finish second in the group, which is what I'm predicting, they're going to end up with a little bit easier path going forward. It's actually really interesting to see the way the path works out because like Belgium, France, and a lot of these guys are at the top of the draw. England, if they can win their win their side, they actually possibly have a very easy path to the finals. So, Also, um, also don't forget, guys, like the the top ranking third place teams also make it right it's not only top yeah, two like two of them yeah yeah four 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 of them yeah yeah only two of them don't make it so well thank right. you james for saying that because i did not know that <laughs> you know. i mean Good. you've got like group e, all of, group e group yeah, you've got like all of group e so you need them <laughs> to perform good oh for my last one here just remember, this was the guy that was complaining about how long his fantasy NFL draft is currently taking. <laughs> well, my problem is, is that I got, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decide which one of the teams in Group C I'm going to take. I already have the Netherlands, and the other two teams are essentially ranked like right next to each other. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to go with the Ukraine. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd pick Austria <laughs> so I could go to the Ukraine. Um, yeah, I mean, Group C is essentially... I don't see North Macedonia winning any game. So Something I'm, tells me I'm going to be getting North Macedonia in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going uh, to be drafting Austria. Okay, well, thank you for making my decision easy, James. Because I will be taking the first Minnesota United represented team in the Euros. I am taking Slovakia and Jan Gregish. All right, am I? Yeah, you're up. All right, so I'm gonna. I'm I'm very excited. I didn't think anyone would t- take these teams anyway. You know, I'm sure that some of you will be happy to hear me call them because you'll be like, "Oh, great, I have better options." But I'm going for the underdog in these situations. Okay, so with my fifth pick, fifth pick? Yeah, my fifth pick, I will be taking uh, the country that I found out about last year. I finally took one of those DNA match things and figured out I am super Scottish, I guess, right? So I got to go with the heritage. Also, they have Liam, Liam Cooper, who's the skipper for Leeds United. Awesome player. So I'm cheering for Scotland. And with my second pick, Jeremy, they're not going to fault you because North Macedonia with my boy Gianni Aliaski of Leeds United, I think they're going to shock the world. I don't think they're going to win a game, James. Guess what? They're going to go on to the next round, and it's going to be great. They're going to be dancing in the streets of North Macedonia. South Macedonia is just going to be sitting there sad because they don't have a team. Is there a South? Like, what? what is this North? Is there a South Macedonia, James? Do we know? No, I I, f- I should know. I should know. There's like, why, why, what's the point of the North then? Okay, this is a dumb question, and I should know this because, like, I'm a licensed Aren't social history teacher. Guy? Yeah, I should be. Um, <laughs> does it involve Kosovo? Right, like 
was North Macedonia formed around the same time? It's all in that same region, right? It's the yeah, it's Yugoslavia, former the former yeah. Republic of Yugoslavia. Yeah, it borders Kosovo, Serbia, Bulgaria, Greece, and Albania. So we know Bulgaria. the 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 north part. You know what? We don't have anything to talk about during the next episode. So the next episode will just be all about North Macedonia. Sound good? <laughs> Sounds great. Apparently there's a dispute with Greece over the name of Macedonia. So they oh. agreed North Macedonia. So it was. Oh, nice. One of those things, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I really wanted England Right, like I'm cheering for England. I have an England jersey. I do have a really sweet retro Germany jersey. It's just, it's like an XXL and I wear a medium. So I, uh, I, I don't get to wear my Germany jersey as sweet as it is. But James, you took England. So I'm going to break your heart a little bit and I'm going to take Finland. So I got both, or I got both countries with Minnesota United represented. I have Jan Gregish with Slovakia, and I have Robin Lud and Yuka Reitila with Finland. Finland, they're going to be like the Iceland of this year's Euros. They're going to be that underdog that just everyone falls in love with, and I will reap the benefits in this little pick'em game. You know, we should have done this before I ordered my Robin Lud Finland jersey. <laughs> <laughs> because that's awkward now. No, I mean, good luck. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Well, I, this is a quite an easy choice. Uh, I'm going to be picking the Czech Republic because I ain't picking from Group F. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> what a steal. Sixth, last pick of the draft. Dark horse hungry. Going to go in there. Germany goes down. <laughs> France goes down. Portugal goes down. Um, that's zero points for me on that one. We're just going to mark that down. <laughs> well, you're hoping Portugal doesn't go down because you've also got Portugal. <laughs> well, I at least am going to get one point out of that deal. So two <laughs> points because they could tie. So, yeah. Hey, All they got right. two MLS players, right? Huh? The Hungary has two MLS players. There we go. I'm not oh. going to pronounce their names because... I don't want to <laughs> annoy the Instagrams again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll offend somebody if we try to pronounce these names. Yeah, one place for Dallas, one place for Philly. Look them up, people. What, what noise is S Z A B? That's uh, it's similar to Polish. It's like Ja, so it's like Ja Bolks. Yeah, I don't know. I even know how to translate. Schon and Daniel oh. Gazdak. I didn't get any Arsenal. I didn't get any Arsenal players either, so I'm doing real good. Well, there's I only got, like uh, three in the entire year. Oh, well, well, there's four. <laughs> I got two. I got uh, Saka for England, who I also ordered a shirt for, so that wasn't in vain. Thank God. And uh, Xhaka, uh, Swiss captain, I believe. Nice. Okay. So just let's take a look at these. I don't know. Do we call these our teams? I there are portfolios right these are our portfolios we just drafted portfolios jeremy has belgium portugal netherlands turkey ukraine and hungary james has england croatia switzerland russia austria and czech republic i sam i have 
France, Germany, Denmark, Wales, Slovakia, and Finland. And Justin has Italy, Spain, Sweden, Poland, Scotland, and North Macedonia. So how does this draft board look, guys? Is anyone out there feeling particularly comfortable? Anyone who you think really stands out right now with their portfolio? What are we thinking? I think Jeremy looks pretty strong. I think Belgium, Portugal, Netherlands looks pretty good. I mean, Justin has like three quarters of Group E. So... <laughs> Just least, making sure I get through the second round. At least one of those three teams is going through. At, at least two. At least two. No, not necessarily. Like, I think Group F will make a strong contender for, like, one of the third places. Well, right, but... I, oh, yeah. I, I suppose by... by just by sheer numbers, yeah. plus the team he doesn't have. Who doesn't he have from that group? Slovakia. <laughs> so unless Slovakia shocks the world, as Sam says, he should have two for sure. Maybe even three. Honestly, I don't know about Sam. Like France and Germany should be strong. Like France are the World Cup winners, right? So France will be like very strong. But I'm not sure if like the back end are going to be like, it just looks mediocre. You look mediocre. Sam. <laughs> Can't get too many Arsenal players in your portfolio, James. I have half of the Arsenal players because we only spent we only sent four, whereas Chelsea sent fifteen. <laughs> Even Leeds sent like eight, seven. Yeah, but that just means that you know we. We're keeping our players fresh, you know. James, James, you say you say even Leeds as if as if Arsenal's a better team than Leeds. I, I genuinely have to double check this to make sure we did finish above you in the standings. Okay, we did. It was fine. One point. One there, you go, huh? <laughs> there you go. Now, I, I think we've all kind of talked about which teams we're especially excited to watch in the Euros this year. Anyone have anything that they want to add before we get on to our predictions? I'm just excited. I'm just excited to see some games. It'll be the evenings for me, so that's good timing. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch some games. I'm really just excited about the fact that this is really, like, a major a major tournament, finally. Like, you know, it feels like we're, you know, we've been kind of waiting for something like this. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm really hoping um, I get – I was talking to James before we got on, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I was actually kind of hoping more games would be on during the day so that I could get away with watching them. So I might try to sneak a couple here and there, but we'll see. Now, and maybe this is a good little uh, tangent to go on, but Jeremy mentioned this is a major tournament. So we have a predominantly American audience here for Pot on Loons, right? We follow an MLS team. One of our hosts is European. James, like, how would you compare how Europe takes the Euros compared to how they take the World Cup? Like, is it relatively comparable over there for how excited people are getting right now? I think so. I think it's, like Jeremy said, I think there's a lot more hype because it's a major tournament and because it was supposed to be last year and this whole, you know, COVID year, I think everyone's kind of getting really, really into it. But yeah, Euros, Euros is always huge and winning the Euros is always massive. And the World Cup is, yeah, the World Cup is big, but... 
you know, with the Euros, there's way more European teams. So there's way more countries that actually get into it and, and really, kind of, you know, North Macedonia, probably not going to do a whole lot, but there's a lot of people who are very excited in that country that they're there, right? Whereas I don't think those guys would ever make a World Cup. I mean, Finland hasn't even made like a World Cup. This is like their first major tournament in how many years? We're talking about the other day, 50 something? Well, it said over 100, but I don't think they, I, I mean, the World Cup hasn't even been around for 100 years. So Finland, Finland just hasn't made a major tournament. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of countries that just are very, probably very excited to be here. And yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be huge. It's, uh, it's very exciting. Well, and I, I think what people often forget about the Euros too, is that UEFA is the strongest confederation in the world. Obviously, Brazil's not represented. Obviously, Argentina's not there. But you have so many of the just powerhouses all in this tournament right now. You have so many stars in this tournament. And yes, the Copa America is still going to be a fun time. We'll still have to keep our eye on it. But it's not like this where we can make an entire draft out of it and just waste an entire episode while the loons aren't playing as something to distract us. Well, and as a casual, you know, someone who's a casual soccer fan, I mean, I have only been watching for, I mean, what Sam probably five, 10 years, like somewhere in between there since you got me into this, uh, you know, and, and as you, as you put it, the, how you met your mother's day days, like, yep. And still probably one of my favorite like sports memories, you know, that, didn't have to connect to like one of my personal teams was that run that Iceland went on at the last year. I was like, that was amazing. And it was so fun to watch. And it was just like watching like that team, like make their push was great. Like that was something super fun to watch as a fan. You know, I remember driving through the mountains of California, listening to the championship game on the radio. It, it was just a cool experience. So I'm pretty excited about this tournament and the upcoming, you know, when the World Cup comes around as well. It's just they're really fun and you can just get behind it, even if, you know, you don't have your club in it. And to reinforce two things, also, Jeremy, the games will be like 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. for you guys, nice. mostly, with 8 a.m. on weekends if you're, if you're that keen. But, like, you look at the last World Cup in 2018, the round of 16, 10 of those teams are European teams. And I think all 10 of them are also in the Euros. So, you know, quarterfinals had two of the eight teams were from outside of the Euros. So, yeah, I mean, we really have the strongest region. Um, and I think it's going to make uh, exciting football. And, hey, someone might even do a Greece. Not even really supposed to be there. Got entered at the last minute. Won the whole damn thing. Probably either Finland or Slovakia. Or North <laughs> yeah. Macedonia. So, yeah, it's very exciting, man. Like, everyone's kind of pumped up and everyone's ready. And I think uh, there's a lot of expectation in the Netherlands, especially as the start of the World Cup qualifying campaign hasn't gone very well. So there's some expectation that uh, there'll be uh, some uh, some decent uh, performances. And they perform well in the friendlies and they've been winning games. So, yeah, the uh, the morale is high. So, guys, do we want to go group by group and make our predictions for who advances out of the group? Or do we want to just fast forward a little bit and say who's lifting the trophy at Wembley? I got an on-air production meeting. I think we should say who do we think is going to be a surprise team 
who do we think is going to be the best team that doesn't make out of the group stage? Okay. All Those right. sound like good questions. All right. So, Justin, sure. who is a surprise team for you? I think, I think that, <laughs> I think that the two obviously the it, it, you know group C or group C is is you know kind of like a crapshoot, right? Like, there's a lot of different teams that could find their way through. I, I'm gonna go with my boys from from Scotland. I don't know. I just got a weird feeling. I got a weird feeling. I think they might do some fun stuff. Anyone else got one? I was going to say, I mean, I kind of already talked about it, but I think that much like what Justin was saying about, you know, the groups that are like sort of bunched together, I really like Turkey. And and I think that I think that they have an opportunity to get to the final eight and maybe even surprise some people from there. And I mean, uh, they're in the same group as uh, Netherlands for the World Cup qualifiers in the first game. They beat the Netherlands 4-2. They're no slouches. I think Group C that has the Netherlands in it has uh, definitely, I think, either... I think, like, either Austria or the Ukraine could go further than people think. Probably Austria, I would say. Wait, did I draft Austria? Yeah, I drafted Austria. Um, but I think the Ukraine can actually, like, have can show that they've played football. But I'm not sure Austria, like, has that much... Uh, kind of history of of really uh, you know putting up performances. So I'd be interested to see uh, yeah, kind of how Group C shakes out. You would expect Netherlands to top the group, but who knows? <laughs> it would be I think it would be poor showing if they didn't. I mean, if you look down the chart as well, Group C has the worst average ranking out of all groups, and the Netherlands is clearly ahead in uh, in the rankings. So. Sam? I'm going to take kind of a relatively easy way out, and I, I'm just going to say that right now in, in the world, in the entire world, Germany has the number 12 ranking, which is high, but it makes them the eighth highest ranked team in the Euros right now. And I just, I believe Germany isn't going to be a top eight team in this tournament. I believe they will be a top four team in this tournament. But all right, guys, best team that won't make it out of the group stage. Justin, this was your idea. Who is it going to be? I think it's Germany. You stole my answer. I was was thinking it was Germany as well. I think it's Germany, man. Just feels feels like that group. That group's going to suck. I mean, yes, the best, you know, the two best third place teams, but... I don't know. I don't think they got it anymore, Sam. It just, yeah, it's all about, like, are you just getting stung? Yeah, I get it. I get it. You could so, just see a lot of draws, though, and just see three teams get out of there. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go with Russia. I just kind of feel like, you know, they, they have Belgium, obviously, and they have Denmark, and then the last team in that group is Finland. And you really look at Finland um, in terms of not really being that far behind Russia in terms of rankings. I mean, it's like what one's 38 and the other's 54, I think is the rankings in the world. It's relatively close. And I don't know. I just, Russia always just seems like they underperform. So Jeremy, that's, um, that's not a spicy take at all. They're the 38th ranked team in the country, the world, man. They're, they, they shouldn't make it past the group stage. 
Yeah, did but you if you say, look at... Did you say Russia underperform? They beat Spain in penalties in the world, in the in the round of 16. And then they took Croatia in the quarterfinals to penalties. Are you kidding that me? Was the world underperforming? Cup. That was the World Cup. We're not talking about the World Cup. How many, how many teams <laughs> make it through to the second round? 14? No. Russia is on our list. No, it's 16. It has to be 16, Justin, because it's random. It's 16. 16. What am I? Oh, gosh. What two, am I doing? Two, wrong two, two fourth make it. Yeah, two, two don't make it. Oh, so four third place teams make it. Not yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So there's not a lot of choices in terms of who doesn't make it. And I think if you look at the teams that are like the third place compared to the fourth place, I think Russia's the third place team that could easily get knocked off by the fourth place team in their in their region. Fair enough. There's just like they are just <laughs> yeah. like, they're the they're the twentieth ranked team on our list. So saying that the twentieth ranked team won't finish in the top sixteen, in my opinion, is not really that spicy. That's like that's like Minnesota spicy. That's ooh, I don't like I don't like ketchup. I don't like ketchup too spicy for me, spicy Jim Jeremy. All right, we'll see. Sam, I do not think that North Macedonia will make it out of the group stage. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a white boy spicy take. That is, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I think it's going to be the defending champions. I think it'll be Portugal. Juventus and Ronaldo not able to win Serie A this year. Wolverhampton a little underwhelming in the Premier League this year, and Portugal not going to make it out of the group stage at Euro 20. 20. That, my friends, is a spicy take. That is a spicy take, Sam. That's a good one. I'm, although, it, or is, there, is, is he saying that because you picked on Germany and that's who he had? <laughs> oh, I mean, Germany, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, this is tough. To be honest, I actually think, even though I picked them, uh, Group D is a lot closer than world rankings give it credit for because uh, England and Scotland can easily go either way. And the Czech Republic are no slouches either. So this is tough. I actually think uh, the opposite of Jeremy. I don't think that uh, Turkey will uh, make it out of the group stage. I think uh, Italy, Switzerland and Wales will be too much. But also I don't think that, I don't even think Wales is going to make it out of that. I think it's only going to be Italy and Switzerland. And then Wales is going to be like one of the two rubbish third place teams. So is your answer Wales or is it Turkey? <laughs> uh, it's both of them in Group A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go with Wales because it's higher. All right, then. So who's lifting the trophy at Wembley? Is football finally coming home? Makes it sound like we haven't won a World Cup before. Yeah, but like... <laughs> My dad was a baby the last time England won the World Cup. It's all we've got, man. Just <laughs> no, dude. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you. I think football's coming home. I want football to come home. I'll be cheering for football to come home. You heard it here first. You heard it here from Sam. Football is coming home. Now, what else do you guys Ooh. got? I got football coming home. I think we're in the best position we've looked in years. I mean, the World Cup 2018 good chance of blood players. Gareth Southgate, too many players to even pick from. Like, probably the hardest squad that he had to call, that he's ever had to call. And, uh, yeah, beating France is going to be tough. But 
somehow stopping Mbappe. I think uh, England France final if the brackets line up, Jeremy, uh, and uh, England uh, brings it home. I got England and Belgium in the final. I actually picked Belgium to win, but I'm I'm right there with you guys. I mean, I'll be if England's there, I'll root for England for sure. Um, I mean, that's I'm a Premier League fan. That's that's how Sam got me into watching soccer was to to watch the Premier League and watch those players from England play. Yes, I'm aware that other people play there too, Justin. Um, <laughs> well, um, but an England Belgium final would be fun because. Mason Mount, Reese James, they already defeated Eden Hazard and Thibaut Courtois in the UEFA Champions League semifinals. So bring it. So so looking at the bracket, I think that the interesting part about England is I think they should make it through their group stage fairly easily as the number one seed. But in the in the first round of the bracket, they're gonna face the third place team from the group of death. So whichever team, Germany, Portugal, or France ends up third. Or Hungary. Um, whoa, whoa. Or Hungary. Or Hungary. <laughs> um, that's more than likely their round of 16 opponent. But if they get past that opponent, Italy, Belgium, and France all should be on the other side of the bracket. So it's a much easier. Now, of course, this is all assuming things go chalk, right? And all of a sudden, like, France doesn't just barely sneak in or something like that. So, you know, that's the hard part about the next couple rounds is that you don't know, but... So what happens if the third-place team from Group F isn't the one that gets through? Then where yeah, do I they mean, go? that's all based on... That's all based on, like, the way their tiebreaker system, right? So right. The, if England wins their group, they're playing a third-place team. And the way the the predictive board puts it, it would be the third place team from that league, okay. from that from that bracket. As far as I could tell off of the official site that I, you know, I was I was filling out brackets earlier to see what it was like. <laughs> so, okay, Justin, I think that I'm going to make this pick, and I, I'm, I'm going to make this pick. And I, James, I don't want you to be sad when we jinx it by having it be a clean sweep but i think it's coming home too i think that you know like england is is actually legit for a change and i i hope that they start playing my boy calvin phillips because he is an absolute beast and they need to find a way to get him in the lineup they're they're a good looking squad and i think that they finally have they finally have the ability to compete with these other fast teams so i think i think it's coming home you know, the best part about this is that Sam's on mute, but thinks Sam, I know. On mute. I see, I see him. <laughs> Doing the slow outro. <laughs> Guys, thank you for this. <laughs> thank you for this. Thank you for playing along with our silly little draft. Hope you had a good time listening. We had a good time drafting. Had a good time talking about this. We're going to have a great time watching the Euros. We miss our Minnesota United. They're not going to be back until Saturday, June 19th when they go to FC Dallas at 7.30 p.m. But we do have plenty of Euros matches to watch. If you want to see your loons in action, June 12th, Finland plays Denmark. June 16th, Finland plays Russia. And June 21st, Finland plays Belgium. You want Jan Gregish in Slovakia? Well, June 14th, 
They're lining up against Poland June 18th against Sweden and June 23rd against Spain. And of course, we have one more U.S. men's national team match June 9th against Costa Rica. It's just a friendly. Hopefully it's not as intense as that Mexico game the other night, but it still will be fun to see those guys in action because we have a good team right now. Building for the future, World Cup 2022 is going to be lit if it actually happens. World if you guys Cup, make it. We'll, we'll make the World Cup, but it's just if it happens, right? Like, it's allowed. I don't know. So I'm pessimistic on if it's going to be allowed to happen, but that is a conversation for another day, guys. James, did you have something? Yeah, fun fact about uh, young Gregor. Did you know he also played in the last Euros? He was actually on the bench uh, against England because they were in the same group. Oh. So this is his second Euros. There you go. Good luck to him. Good luck. Good that luck was man. a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Got on the bench <laughs> a lot. So. Uh. All right. Until next time, pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Pot on you loons. Peace out. Peace. <laughs> uh.